still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. Emergency podcast time. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan Tom to talk about the news we've all been waiting for, Tom, a coaching restructure for the blue, black and white. How are you? Very good, yeah. Some some good news to talk about on this, this podcast here. It feels like a, a long time coming, doesn't it? And, you know, the, the podcast we, we recorded a couple of days ago, we did, we did have a little inkling that, that, that something may be coming. You, you mentioned that the, the supporters evening had been, had been postponed. So we felt like sort of changes were potentially afoot. But as you say, wholesale changes to, to the coaching staff at, at Bath Rugby. And I think we all agree as, as supporters, very, very much needed at this point. Yes, as you say, Tom, the podcast we recorded a couple of days ago, which unfortunately is a little bit out of date. But if you do want all of our thoughts on the um, blue, black and white's 11th defeat of the season against Leinster or the upcoming uh, game against La Rochelle, then please do go back and listen to that podcast in your feeds a couple of days ago. Hit subscribe and all of these podcasts, emergency or regular, will be delivered straight to your device. But Tom, this one is going to be about all about... South African coaches, in particular, Johan van Graan, the current, soon-to-be former Munster coach, has agreed uh, to a long-term deal, believed to be three years, to become head coach of Bath Rugby following the conclusion of this season. That's the headline, Tom. Before we get into the details, what was your reaction when you first saw that news break? Mixture of I think relief that, that that something's changed. I was I was as I said a few days ago getting a little bit desperate as I think of fans, as I think of players, to be honest. And I, you know, I think everyone's lost a bit of confidence in the current setup. So relief that, you know, this review of the, the club and how things are working, these eleven defeats that we've suffered consecutive consecutively, relief that that has prompted the club into making changes. And then the more I've kind of the more I've kind of looked into Johan Van Graan and his his career, the more kind of excited I've become about about this appointment. I, I you know he's he's had a he's had a very very good career, two long stints both with South Africa from 2012 to 2017, which was you know um, he was involved in a very successful South African squad over that period, and then the last five years at Munster, as you say, and. You, you don't hang around at top quality rugby organisations like that for five years apiece if you if you if you don't know what you're doing. So I think yeah, I think it's a it's 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 a good appointment. And I think reading some of the reports, it's not the first time that we've we, we've tried to tried to appoint him. I think it was it was reported in in Somerset Live that he's been approached approached twice before by by Bath. Um, first at the end of 2015 just after the Springbok World Cup victory in, um, at the World Cup um, to join Mike Ford in his, his, his coaching setup. And then again, when we reappointed after Ford left and ended up with, with Todd Blackadder. So third time lucky. And I think, yeah, his, his, his CV is, is, is certainly a good one. The best that we've, we've got at the club currently. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I was certainly relieved that that something is going to change in the future. Um, I would say just reading a few of the the Munster fans on Twitter, Tom, and, and the general consensus that I got from them was great bloke, really good family man. No silverware though in five years. A little bit too forward orientated not got the best out of the players available to him, perhaps. Does that remind you of anyone in particular? Yeah. So Todd Blackadder? Todd Blackadder. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I don't want six, to... Six seasons at the Crusaders and um, ended up with yeah some runners-up medals and that was it. Yeah, so, you know, I don't want to rain on on this parade and and I am, I am you know, confident beyond any doubt that, that this is going to be better than the current omni shambles that we have at the club but I'm not sure if it's the the kind of incredible appointment that, that maybe some Bath fans are, are, are perhaps portraying it as and, and I go into it with slightly more trepidation particularly Tom when we look at the coaching structure that, that he is going to then have to build and, and, and work under and, and within it's clear that, that Stuart Hooper perhaps surprisingly, you know, incredibly really, is going well, to just, remain just, in just, well. just, to go, just to go back on your point, just, just before we move on to the, the current setup, because I think I think that's that's a fair point that, that you make. And I was I was I was gonna play devil's advocate a little later in the podcast and 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 bring and bring bring that up. I mean, you know, in, in his five years he's had what is it, two Champions Cup semifinals, which is a pretty good achievement being top four in that in that competition with, with, with all the French teams who are as good as they are, three league semifinals and then a Pro 14 final. So, I mean, it's, it's not an unsuccessful five, five years despite no, no, no silverware or no, no wins in those competitions, as, as you say. And I think when I, I was having a look at some of the, the, the comments that were made by, by, by Munster, and I think, you know, whereas his stats and, and ultimately you know, silverware, as you say, wasn't probably quite as they they would have hoped. I think it speaks volumes that Munster was so clearly disappointed not to be able to to keep in and not to be able to extend his contract. And also, I think the the, the other comment that was was made repeatedly was how good he's been at developing their squads and and bringing through young players. And I think if you if you look at some of the the teams that Munster have been putting out this season, for example, in the game against Wasps in the Champions Cup, five guys under 23 years old in the, in the, um, you know, ex Academy guys who are starting in that 15 against Wasp. So I think, you know, I think he is, he's, he is clearly, he is clearly a high caliber operator. Um, And as I say, I think he, I think he, he's, he's, uh, it's strange, shall we say that he's going to be reporting into someone like (laughs) with all those credentials and and all that experience. um, Because, I, I think he is a high caliber appointment, but obviously time will tell. But it, yeah, I mean, it does does appear, as you say, that he is going to be reporting into to Stuart Hooper, which is just remarkable to me, Tom. That the structure is is going to be Tarquin remaining in his role as as chief executive, Hooper remaining in his role as director of rugby, then Van Gran, and then a coaching setup yet to be decided perhaps including the current head coach who Van Gran is replacing in, in Neil Hatley. Um, so, so that to me, Tom, seems to be, seems to be strange. You know, the first thing being that, that Stuart Hooper is still going to remain in, in arguably the most important role in rugby. Or do you think 
that his responsibilities are going to change slightly with this appointment. Yeah, definitely. I, I think they will. I, you know, although his title is is remaining the same, I think I, his paycheck is the same. Oh, I don't know. Um, Bruce Craig can, can can pay him what he wants. Doesn't count count under salary cap from from my point of view. I don't care. But I think he his his day to day role will will definitely change. I think as 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 you say. You know, I, I kind of get the impression that he will step back much more than than currently from kind of the day-to-day running of the coaching and the, and the team side of things. There was a line from, from Tarkin McDonald in the, in, in, in the press release that, that said about Van Graan, he will hold full responsibility for our game focused on delivering winning performances. So um, I, that to me means that he will um, kind of do, do a few things. So he'll take on some of the kind of slightly strange um, aspects of the role that Hooper still retains, so team selection, we know is one thing that we've we've questioned that's that's very strange. I'd also expect him to be the the guy externally who's facing media, who's um, who's uh, you know uh, speaking to supporters, which which Hooper Ho- Ho- Hooper currently does. You know, I, I imagine Hooper will retain aspects of his current role, so things like contracts, salary cap management. Given, I guess that he'll be more familiar with that side of things. Having played, having having been involved in the English Premiership, and and Van Grand's never never been involved in with with, with an English side, but yeah, I, I certainly think that that Hooper's role will will change, and I definitely see this as as a move closer to management and away from the coaching field, and I think I think that's probably welcome for all parties. Yeah, Hooper did actually confirm from this evening in an interview with uh, BBC Radio Somerset that he um, would no longer be in charge of the, the team selection once Johan van Grant does come come in. So that's a, a clear change uh, in, in responsibilities. And and yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I still find it incredible that, that Stuart Hooper is, is going to remain remain in that position. But I, I do agree that it's going to be a, a very yeah. different position. But it just seems like he's, he's he's gotten away with this massively and that he's keeping his current job, probably getting an easier job and and someone else is coming in to probably make him look look a hell of a lot better. Yeah, I think the only, the only thing I'd say in, in, in his defence, and I do agree with you, that it's it feels like Neil Hatley's kind of taking a lot of blame in, in the, the reports and the way it's been it's been communicated and um, we, we can come and talk about what his role might might look like um, but I think you know the, the one thing that Hooper has arguably done done pretty well and we've we've said this on, on a number of occasions on this podcast in his defense is kind of squad management clearing out some of the the older guard that were probably overpaid and, and underperforming um, a few year, two or three years ago when 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 he came into the four and bringing in the likes of Cam Redpath, Ben Spencer, Will Muir, Lewis Boyce, um, Will Stewart, etc. Bring in those guys, and I think the squad has has changed. Um, and you know, age-wise um, and, and, and overall quality-wise, I think I think it's improved. So I think that's been the aspect of Hooper's role that he's done he's done pretty well. Um, but I I think that you know whether or not he is even still involved in in that side of things, I'm I'm not sure. But I would. I would definitely expect to see and hear a lot less of of Stuart Hooper going into next season. <laughs> I would expect, or you hope to. <laughs> I think he can stick, yeah. stick to what he's good at. Stick to, stick to what he's been been trained to do. Just speak as if it's coming straight from a, a management a management textbook. 
So I just, I, I guess a question I would have is who do you think is in charge then of the makeup of the coaches? If, if, if you think that Hooper is probably in charge of the makeup of the, the squad in terms of contracts, retention and bringing in new players, does he also have control over who Van Graham works with as coaches? Or do you think that will be the responsibility of, of Johan to bring in either his own guys or, or, or guys that he's familiar with? I don't know. It's hard to know what the kind of reporting lines will be. I think it, you know, it'll, it'll probably be a combination of, of everything. If, if Van Graan finds it impossible to, to work with, say, Neil Hatley um, and you know, their styles clash massively, like we saw at, at Leicester a few seasons ago, then I'd expect that he'd, he'd have free reign to kind of go to Hooper and McDonald and say, you know, this isn't working. We, 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 need, to, we, need, to, we need to find a replacement. Ultimately, they, they probably have sign-off, I would say, on... On, 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 you know, hiring and firings in, in, in the rugby department. Um, but whether or not when he comes in, we will see changes to personnel, people who sort of come with him from, from past, you know, past roles, either players or coaches. I think, I think that'll be, that'll be interesting to see. And, you know, we'll come on to talk about the new defence coach, but he, Van Rensburg has only signed uh, a short-term deal to the end of this season which to me, it, it feels like, okay, let's see how you get on. It's kind of a probationary period. Let's see how you get on and let's see if you enjoy being in Bath before potentially moving over long-term. And then at the end of the season, when Van Graan comes in in the summer, we can then have a little bit more flexibility to, to, to shape the coaching structure in, in the way that, that he wants it. I guess that's just my frustration the whole thing is that if we bring in someone of the calibre or with the experience of Johan Van Graan, why aren't we just giving him much more full responsibility and full reins of this club? He just seems to be in a much better position to lead the club forward in all aspects, retention, coaching, everything than, than Stuart Hooper. And he should just be coming in as a director of rugby head coach and be able to give an the club to do what he wants with it because the current regime is just blatantly with the results on the pitch not working. And this is a guy, Tom, Johan Van Graan, who signed a two-year contract last year with Munster and the IRFU and has reportedly um, activated a release clause in his yeah. contract due to not being happy with, sorry, not happy with issues with the level of influence that he has with Munster so if he's not happy with some of his levels of influence with Munster and he's coming into to a, a role where he's going to be reporting into a guy who has a track record of, of, of very little, I just worry that, that it was perhaps a mistake not to just give this guy full reins of, of, of the club. Yeah, I think, um, I think if, if that was his main concern, I hadn't seen that comment, but I think if that's his main concern, that will certainly have been addressed along the, along the way while he while he was speaking to the, the the relevant people at the club before 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 agreeing the contract, I think the only thing I'd say on the DOR point is so he's he's never been a DOR before. Obviously, when he was at South Africa, he was he was a coach or kind of technical advisor. But obviously, you don't need the same kind of DOR style role because you you kind of get the pick of the bunch. You don't have to worry about salary caps um, th th that kind of thing when you're an international club it's kind of the same at Munster as well because obviously a lot of the players are centrally contracted so they 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 don't really have a, a huge amount of free reign to be able to recruit from other provinces and recruit recruit internationally so I think I I think it, it makes sense to have someone with experience of the, the the way that the premiership works and the way that the salary cap works the way you know the the 
the, the the players available in in English rugby because I don't think that Van Graam with his experience at South Africa and Munster will have had that much much exposure to it. But I, I take your point that in reality, although you know that's this is the way that the structure has been communicated. In reality, I, I can't see Van Graan really taking orders from from Stuart Hooper for 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 very long because, as you say, their, their level of experience is is very 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 different. Mm. And the the guys that he's going to bring in, or or the guys that he retains, is, is going to be absolutely fascinating. Tom Neil Hatley to me does feel like the, the absolute full guy from this. And and whilst it was stated in the the club statement that Neil Hatley. Um, would remain as head coach until the end of this season. And then the structure would then is due to be structure, sorry, for next season is due to be communicated in due course. Um, and that's left the door open for Neil Hatley to stick around. And a lot of Bath fans that got in touch with us on social media, Tom, are really keen on Neil Hatley sticking around either as a, a forwards coach or, or something like that. But I just can't see a guy who's done a forwards coach with England, then had a head coach of Bath, then taking a step back to do something lesser with a club side. So, so I do feel like the end of this season will be the end of the road for Neil Hatley at Bath. Whether that's a, a, a bad thing, I'm not so sure. Some of the performances on the field, ultimately his responsibility have not been good enough this season. And I also think that that might be the case for a number of the coaches that currently sit under Neil Hatley. So be that Luke Charteris, Williams, uh, Ryan Davis, or um, Mark Lilly, I, I, I feel like this end of this season probably becomes a bit of a trial period, but also I can see it likely that, that Van Graan wants to bring in other voices and, and, and maybe people he's more familiar with. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, it's possible we'll see, see a, a little bit of a, a clear out or at least maybe a slimming down of, 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 of the coaching strategy because it does feel at the moment that there's kind of too many people involved, you know, kind of too many too many cooks spoil the broth kind of situation if, if Hatley does remain in some convoluted forwards coach role, which Mark Lilly is and Luke Charteris seem to be doing currently. I do, I would kind of qualify, you know, what you're saying about Hatley. I, I do feel, I do feel quite a lot of sympathy for him actually, because it, he, he does seem to be taking the fall for a lot of this. And, and you're right that he's responsible for the on-field performances and they haven't been good enough. But I mean, if, put yourself in his shoes. I mean, he agrees to come in after the World Cup, having I mean, coaching England. He misses that preseason. He he comes in, and 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 since that point, he probably feels like he's been chasing his tail. You know, he's he's been massively under resourced in the coaching department with pretty inexperienced guys around him. Mark Lilly recently academy, Luke Charteris, you know, who was a um, a second row for Bath, you know, four or five years ago. And, and then a very, very green DOR who, who came in above him. And he was doing a head coach role, which he, you know, he's, he's not really done before. He's, he's more of kind of a forwards coach. He then saw his, his attack, his backs coach switched over. And so I, I kind of, I, I do have some sympathy for him, but he, he's, he's not necessarily had a consistently um, kind of solid and, and quality kind of set of coaches around him to have a fair crack at the whip. And I don't, you know, he's, he's, he's no doubt a good coach having been involved with England, but I don't really see any clubs that are going to be clamouring to, to take him on in, in the Premiership at the end of the season, having presided over such an unsuccessful time at, time at Bath, at least, at, least, at, least, at least this and last season. So 
I wouldn't I wouldn't personally be surprised if we see him move into a more specialized role, forwards coach, scrum coach, like he like he like he did with England. Um and you know, I wouldn't be against seeing him seeing him get a shot at that because I think he's been out of his depth a little bit for those for those various reasons since he joined. Yeah, I just worry about how the the dynamic would play out with Van Graan, Hatley and, and Hooper if those those two current guys were to remain in 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 at the club in similar positions to what they're currently doing. Well, like I said, I don't think Hoopers is. I think I think that's materially changing, and I I, I really don't think he'll be around Farley House. Or, you know, out on the out on the, the 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 training field, watching watching the players in the dressing room before the game. I expect him to be much more kind of in the in in the stands um, in the boardroom. Um, and and kind of talking to agents and 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 deciding kind of the management side of things. So I, I don't think there will be kind of the three of them, the three of them there for sure. Perhaps, perhaps a couple of names, Tom, just to to put on your radar then for for coaches who Johan may may look to to bring with him. Um, I think Johan was someone that that we've spoken about for a couple of weeks. Um, did we tell Bar to, to employ him? Who knows? Um, but JP Ferreira, who's a fellow South African current defence coach for Munster, out of contract in June 2022. Graham Roundtree, current forwards coach at Munster, also out of contract in June 2022. So could it be that that uh, Johan wants to bring either one or both of those guys um, with him to to join Bath, that would be very exciting. And a certain Razi Erasmus, who Johan definitely has a relationship with, mm. he's looking for a job. Um, and June 2022, his ban will be over. So to put that, <laughs> put that name on your radar. Um, I, can't, I can't quite imagine Bruce Craig and um, Razi Erasmus <laughs> sitting across a, a table from each other for very long. <laughs> maybe that's what we need maybe Raz is exactly what these boys need Tom you asked for someone to come in and shake things up but he would certainly do that uh, definitely not for the better though um, one South African that definitely is on Bart's radar Tom is Brent Yancey Van Rensburg newly on Bart's radar because if any Bath fan tells me that that they'd heard or expected this guy to join before the announcement was made then then they're lying to me Tom in the ensuing day since Brent was announced as Bath's new defence coach until the end of the season what have you managed to glean from your research well he's, he seems to be involved in a, a lot of different places I mean he's he started started coaching at the the, the turn of the century and was involved in um, you know kind of schoolboy rugby which is obviously a very very big part of the school system there and the feeder up into South African rugby he was, and this is this is some niche research. He was head coach at the Paul Ruse um, Gymnasium in Stellenbosch in South Africa, which is also where new signing Jordan Venter um, uh, <laughs> learned his craft. Albeit, I think about ten or twelve years later. So, unfortunately, the the, <laughs> the dates the dates didn't quite quite match up. But um, I thought I thought that was an interesting little coincidence. And and um, uh, and yeah, and then then he he kind of moved on to be involved with a few of the South African provincial sides, so the Eastern Province Kings, um, the Boland Cavaliers, who I, I, haven't, I hadn't heard of, who was involved with South African universities as well, lost Pumas as, as the head coach in 2017-18, um, and then I spent the last couple of years at the, the Grincas, which is again another South African team I, I, I hadn't heard of, but that's where he got his runner-up um, medal, I think, in the, in the Curry Cup. 
before they then I think folded and went into administration. <laughs> so he's 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 going to be looking for looking for a job. And he doesn't he doesn't want to be um, you know in, in Bath he's found a club that that aren't aren't short of a penny or two. So I mean he's got a very uh, very very kind of broad experience. Um, he's not really been that involved at, at at top top level for any any period of time, which. I think that's part of the reason that, you know, it is, it is a short-term appointment. As I say, I kind of expect it to be a two-way thing, us to, us to see what he, he brings it, he brings for the rest of the season and, and him to see how he fits in at the club. But the reality was, G, that we needed to bring someone in for, immediately for the remainder of the season because the defence has been so, so pitiful. And I don't think that we can, we can continue the rest of the season as, as it is. So, um, let, let's see how he, he he fits in, but it may it may turn out, and I might be completely wrong here. It may turn out to be you know a bit of a a bit of a contractor kind of sticking past the job um, until the end of the season when we obviously we obviously we obviously have have Johan van Grand coming in. No, I mean the only thing that I've kind of managed to glean is tries to create an atmosphere where he's a friend first, a boss second, and probably an entertainer third. Um, that's what well, I learned from Andrew yeah. Van Rensburg. <laughs> Sorry, not to give any more um, analysis. Tom, I know you've done any, uh, any office jokes for those uh, <laughs> those who didn't have to put up with you watching that on repeat during the first the first lockdown. Yes, Tom. <laughs> um, before we kind of wrap this emergency podcast up, I, I guess. Looking then at, at all of these changes, the, the Van Rensburg one, slightly differently, but with the Van Graam one and what, what's to come with that, that kind of all comes at the end of this season. Where do you think that leaves the, the club, Tom, for the remainder of this season? Because there's still a hell of a lot of rugby to be played. Um, are the players and coaches now all on a trial period under the, the kind of second eye of Van Graam? Or does this kind of give them all a free pass in that, they kind of know that there's some changes coming at the the end of the season, but there's nothing actually imminent coming at the end of uh, uh, the, during this season. Well, I think obviously the, the 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 appointment of 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 David Brent, as you called him before the before the podcast, I think that that um, you know him coming in and looking at the defence, and and he's he's self isolating at the moment. Um, I think so. He'll be he'll be available. I think for the Boxing Day match against against Gloucester. So him coming in allows us to try and improve our defence, try and focus on not being as, so, as as leaky as we have been for 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 the whole of the whole of the season so far. And I think that's 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 something that we've really got to, got to try and work hard on, and we can do now. We've got a dedicated dedicated coach, but I think it it you know it does it does give some of the players a, a you know a bit of free reign for the remainder of the season. You know the 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 nice reality of all this is that next season is going to be a fresh start and we're going to still be in the premiership. We'll still be being in, in Europe, albeit, you know, challenge cut rugby with a proper opportunity to, to, to start fresh. And, and we've been gifted that really by COVID and, and, and ring fencing, because I think it would be extremely difficult to bring in a guy like Van Graan if we were faced with a, with yeah. a year in, in the championship. So mm-hmm. I think work on defense um, and, and just, try and get a win, try and start to turn the season around, try and, and start to um, get playing better as a team. And, and to be honest, as we are doing, look forward to, I think, what are clearly, what's clearly a, a positive change for, for the club. You know, some of the players are starting, as I said, 
to look a little bit lost and to starting to lose faith. And I think this appointment, as it has done for fans, will probably spur them back into to, to some kind of energy and some kind of hope and expectation for, 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 ne- for next season and beyond. Yeah, I think looking forward, Tom, certainly for this, um, looking forward to the game uh, against La Rochelle. Hopefully it takes place this Saturday. Yes. There's been a, a few confirmed PCR positive results in the Bath camp. So first of all, hope that everyone is okay and that we can manage that effectively so that we do our game against La Rochelle does go ahead. Um, although 28-0 maybe isn't the worst possible result. No, because that would be the biggest loss ever in Europe. <laughs> you don't want that. We'd actually break the record by default. <laughs> we don't, we don't want that. Tom, thank you very much for for joining me uh, twice in a week. It's an absolute pleasure to do it with you. Um, Thank you very much for listening. As I say, all of our chat about the games that Bath have played are in our um, podcast, our previous podcast. This one was purely about the uh, announcements, the coaching announcements. So hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please hit subscribe, review the podcast, follow us on Twitter at Bath Rugby Plug. We'll be back um, some point in between the... La Rochelle game and the Gloucester game on Boxing Day. Just trying to work out our schedules, our Christmas schedules. And um, we will get out a, a, a Christmas podcast to you um, at some point in that week before, um, in, in between those games. So as I say, hit subscribe and that'll be delivered straight to your device. Um, whether it be Hooper, Hatley, Van Gran or David Brent, make sure you stick behind the boys through thick and thin. <laughs>